Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Over the holidays and into the new year, we'll still be publishing new shows to keep you up to speed with the NFL playoff race, the NBA, and award season. We've published some great episodes in the month of December, including two rewatchables on Happy Gilmore and The Godfather Part 2. Chris interviewed Watchmen showrunner Damon Lindelof on The Watch, and The Ringer NBA show ranked the top 25 players of the 2019-2020 season so far. Lastly, happy holidays from The Ringer. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. You're in review time. Here we go. We've waited. It's now December 23rd. Hello, it's Monday. And let's talk about this year, 2019, the end of the decade, which we'll get to next week. A lot of things happen. So many things that it's like kind of crazy to go over some of the the moments. You're like, wait, this is still this year? This year has been freaking long. Very, very, very long year. Extremely so. And I do feel like some of our top of the year lists happen like in the early part of the year as well. Totally. I don't know that. Do you feel like it's been a great celebrity year end experience? No, I don't. I, we did get Diddy's birthday at the Diddy's end. Diddy's birthday was fantastic. Yes, I agreed. But like other than that, not a lot of great Christmas content. I, I did enjoy last week Chrissy Teigen's freak out over John Legend inviting his voice co mm-hmm. coaches over after the finale. I have one. I have one take though that actually I was thinking of this morning. This mm-hmm. is un- unworkshopped, and I think it applies to the end of the year. Let's go. A lot of Chrissy Teigen this year. Chrissy Teigen, her content's not going to age well. I think we'll look back on a lot of her social media and be like, mm, that was maybe not the best idea. I also f- had the horrible sinking feeling that we were like now entering the phase. Well, they'll soon be on divorce watch. Just too much sharing. Really? You think they're going to be Divorce Watch? I, I'll be heartbroken if that happens. Absolutely heartbroken. They both seem like lovely people. But I just feel like a lot of exposure. And what couple has benefited from a lot of exposure? It's a good point, though I do think they seem to be, on one, on the same page. And two, they each have their defined roles within their marriage and what they're doing. And so far, I've coordinated it. So it seems okay to me. I agree with you about the stuff not aging well, though the flip side that is, I would say that I don't, I think part of the reason that Chrissy Teigen has been so successful is because she's very good at the momentous social media stuff that isn't supposed to age well. Sure, She's thinking about it differently than we are. It's true. And I will say she was one of the early humble braggers back at the Mm -hmm. beginning of Twitter. So maybe I'm wrong. I just think that... She's not on our list, for example, of the yeah. top things of the year, or even things can you remember it? Because it's more of just like a day-to-day of like see what Chrissy Teigen is doing, which in a way is like that's using social media correctly. Uh, she's just like part of the vibe. It's true. But it's I, like part of like the stream of consciousness. I'm just wondering like in the in the coming years, will we be moving out of the stream of consciousness I phase? think so. I mean, in the same way that we started this decade, and we're going to talk more about the decade or whatever, but without... Do we have Instagram this decade? Maybe it had just started? It had just started. Yeah. But, I think it, it really went big at like 11. But the way that celebrity changed so much yeah. this decade that I think, and social media did too, and I think we would be wrong to assume that it won't change again. So Chrissy Teigen is like very much a 2019 of the moment celebrity. Right. But that means that there's nothing particularly memorable about what happened to her. I do, I do feel like... Most of this year of celebrity was just kind of like, oh, and then this person did this, and then I watched this for a while, and then I watched this other thing. Just kind of came and went. Right. 
Yeah, I, it's true. And, and that's the point of a tweet. It should come and go. Yeah. So she's it's just doing it wrong. It's just sort of funny that, like how comments by celebs now captures every everybody's tweets and like brings it to another profile. I don't know. There's just more cataloging of this stuff starting to happen. So it's not as frivolous. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, Chrissy Teigen didn't make our list. No. Even though she was on this year. I can believe that she was in 2019. But there are a lot of things that it's like, wow, this happened this year. And I don't believe, I can't believe it. Let's go over a few of them. Starting with in February, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performing at the Oscars. There was a time when certain publications were peddling a Lady Gaga-Bradley Cooper uh, narrative. And and by extension, it preceded the separation of Bradley Cooper and Irene Shayk. Yeah, the whole— It didn't precipitate it. It preceded it. A Star is Born was released in 2018. Yes. But this—A Star is Born Oscars campaign, and I believe, like, when Bradley Cooper showed up at Lady Gaga's residency in Vegas— Yes, that was— —and performed that song. And really just all of our investment in A Star is Born— Definitely still lasted in 2019. Particularly at The Ringer. At The Ringer. And I have to tell you, that feels like lifetimes ago for me. Oh, yeah. It feels like eight Bradley Coopers ago. Well, that was like, that was the end of your previous season on The Big Picture, right? That's true. So I feel like you've got some personal workflow, personal schedule that makes it hard to believe. That is true. I've said goodbye, and I'm looking forward. Right. But your season is really March to February. Yeah, that's a great point. That said, the Oscars, when they were like, quote, making out, and everyone was like, this is the most important thing I've ever seen, was in February of this year. It's nuts. It's also, like, laughable. Now that we've all got some distance from this thing, to think that there was ever anything between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga other than, like, professional theatrics is absolutely hilarious. It was laughable at the time. Yeah. We all knew better. Of course. Yeah. And and then I, I kind of had forgotten that he then broke up with Irene Shake like, a few weeks later. Yes. Notable timing. And then that amazing photograph of her with the away luggage oh my God, getting his, like five minutes after breaking up. As if that was like her really leaving yeah. like the home that Great they shared stuff. together. Great stuff. I also really enjoyed that video of Bradley Cooper at the Brentwood Country Mart where he's walking with an unnamed friend who happens to be David O. Russell. <laughs> Great stuff, Daily Mail. Absolutely great stuff. Also this year, very hard to believe, Firefest documentaries, both. That's really what, what months were those? The Netflix one came out January 18th, 2019. Okay. And so the Hulu one came out a few days before. If you had told me that they came out in the summer and that actual Firefest was this year, I would have believed you. But also it does, I can't believe that that was this year. It feels both so long ago and also like a fever dream that I never really knew what was happening. I know. And also like for a very brief period, the guy who got the blowjob or gave the blowjob? What was it? I honestly don't remember. Um, he was like the most famous person in America, and now I can't remember his name at all. Right. Or the circumstances by which he became famous, <laughs> whether it was giving, receiving, or just being adjacent to. Just for the record, his name is Andy King, and he offered, but he never did one. There was no actual oral sex. That does seem like an important distinction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legal just, and other reasons. Just to be clear. Okay. But he was like the most famous person yes. like through award season. Like I feel like he was going to like Oscar parties and people like wanted to get selfies with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like a whole thing. And I guess also the fire fest stuff. The actual festival started this, but that was like the height of scammer season yeah. as we were dealing with it. And like Anna Delvey, I guess, was also this year. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. That's really amazing. I know. So much, so much scamming, so little time. It's true. To, you know, we've been scamming. Everyone's been scamming their entire lives. Like, it's the American dream in some ways. But, yeah, 
scammer season with a capital S. 2019. <laughs> uh, very true. Uh, another dream? Nightmare? Feels like we've been living a long time. The Varsity Blues scandal. Yeah, speaking of scammer season. Do you remember a time when Lori Laughlin wasn't a fixture on TMZ? <laughs> or on Us Weekly. They've really been having— I don't really read Us Weekly anymore, but she's been a part of it. Um, do you yeah. think she'll go to jail? I, I do. I kind of feel like if Felicity Huffman went to jail, then she then Lori Laughlin, who has kind of been defiant and also I think was like more involved, will be made an example of. Right. Yeah. And she's and like she and her husband are like in it together and it's just like a more of a sit in Nancy situation. Yeah. Not great. Also, just kind of funny, like it took less than a year for her daughter to go on back on YouTube to like make a statement essentially, which she did a couple weeks ago. That Olivia honestly Jade is back, people. That seems long. That's because she was really sidelined for a long time. I don't know. YouTubers work in on hours, not in weeks and, and months and years. That's just what we were talking about, Chrissy and Tika. And it's like, you have to be of the it's moment or true. you don't exist. And she was gone for like nine months. It's true. I will say our video producers here would be mad at me for thinking that was like a short time. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, the Varsity Blues thing also was one of the first sort of like gotcha celebrity moments in quite a while like in like a legal one as well and also had a whole name and was just such an LA story I can't that that wasn't based on reality stars like one of the first in a a really long time real stars and also people are hurt in this specifically people who uh, don't have the advantages and the money that these people have and are trying to go and go to college. Like, the college system is rigged. But this was exposing a scandal where, you know, no one was in physical harm. Yeah. And you could kind of, you could, maybe the schadenfreude of it all yes. was, uh, was like, pretty strong because you didn't really have to feel too guilty about reading the court documents and being kind of gleeful. Like Totally. If, and also it was privileged people seeking more privilege. Yes. And so it wasn't, like, people who really needed a break or a win. And, like, I, you know, it's it just, it was easier to have fun with this than any other one. Exactly. It was just, you know, something that we could all take with a, a, an ounce of levity unless you are... Felicity Hoffman, who has now served like 10 days. But it's kind of amazing she's already served and has been released. Yeah. The justice system, like for once, is efficient-ish. That all happened in a year. I know. It's kind of crazy. Anyway. It's just like, I don't know. It feels like so much longer. And to be clear, it was March, right? Yes. It's not. It's only been like nine plus months. Well, there you go. Oh, my God. What What a time. Another one that I really got a kick out of back in April was the text message fight between 50 Cent and one of his professional uh, acquaintances, who those of us from Vanderpump Rules know as Lala Kent's now fiance, Rand, Rand Emmett. Um, Allegedly, Rand owed 50 Cent money and 50 Cent to, like, get him to do it posted their text messages, and Rand kept call, <laughs> kept uh, having a mistake with typo slash autocorrect, or instead of saying 50, it said 50. <laughs> so the 50 I'm sorry meme was born, and that was back in April. Um, it was pretty incredible. He also, like, just the, the texts themselves were completely um, just hilarious. I mean, and now I think they're particularly funny because— I think this whole thing was staged. But basically, Rand was saying, Fofty, I'm sorry that he had to go to the ER. He needed to get his heart checked because he was so worried. And, like, it seemed—at one point, it seemed like perhaps Rand could be 
endangered. But I think since, <laughs> and when that happened, by the way, Fofty, a.k.a. 50, responded, you're not going to die before Monday. It was just like so, <laughs> it was honestly crazy and amazing because ev- everything that happens with Vanderpump Rules is like so outsized, but also so quotidian. However, this has been played up a lot since, and I'm now pretty sure this was staged for everyone's own publicity, whether it was for power coming, like another season of power, people to care, people to care about Rand and Lala. Everyone got attention for this and therefore everyone won. And yeah. um, I'm pretty sure it was staged. However, at the time, it didn't really at first. And so when when it was out there that he texted, I'm sorry, Fofty, I'm heading to the emergency room. I'm not doing well. Please don't text me anymore. I'm sorry for everything. This is too much for me. I'm so hurt and not feeling well. Um, it was hilarious. And it just, I'm sorry, Fofty. Also, like, you don't watch Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. But Randall Emmett has been alluded to like for years and he was married for most of the time not to Lala so he was never on the show so he was like the specter that loomed above it as like <laughs> just like this really like just her man she oh, my my man who takes care of me and like they were like flying private jets because of her man and so then when he like owed all this money it made him look like kind of scummy or whatever mm-hmm. and plus he was married and, and dating Lala just everything about Rand it reminds me of a character from like Goodfellas or something. So this was, the whole thing was just very, very funny. So I remember when this happened because we did a segment on Jam Session where you explained Fafti, I'm sorry to me. <laughs> but I completely forgot about it until you and Kaya, our producer, were helping put together, we were all putting together this podcast and you guys just kept saying Fafti to each other. Like with, with no context. <laughs> You're just like Fafti, Fafti. And now just every time you say Fafti, I laugh. It's very funny. <laughs> Fofty is just a funny word, yeah. and it's one. It's only one letter off, so the whole thing's hilarious. Yeah, great stuff. Just so so much this year. Um, and lastly, another personal pet interest that I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. and I've forgotten any, please jump in. Dating Around, one of my favorite shows of the year, was so long ago. It was in February, and it feels even longer. And still, it was 2019. If you all have watched Dating Around on Netflix, it's, it's a truly heartwarming and wonderful dating show. It's like the anti-bachelor. It's great. But you have to start with episode two. Yeah, make it through one and go to two. Well, like, here's the thing, uh, Juliet. I made it through. I did not make it through one. <laughs> I turned it off 20 minutes. I knew it meant a lot to you. And I watched 20 minutes and I was like, I'm going to die. Watch the Leonard episode. I think that's like the six, okay. the six right. of eight. Maybe I will. It's a it's a man in his 60s dating. Okay. A bunch of wacky oh, gals. that's nice. It's pretty fun. It's just like makes me want to have a whole, a, a friend of mine was that they should do all people who are, who are widows. And uh, that's, widowers. That's so sad. I mean, yeah. I guess it's nice. They're, they're seeking love again. Okay. And you could call it dating again. Okay. That's great. Around. There you go. Great stuff. 2020. Um, should we get into our most significant celebrity moments of the year? Yes, I would love to. All right. We're going to count down from five. One of our best text message leaks to date, Jeff Bezos' text messages to Lauren Sanchez and the birth of the alive girl meme. The alive girl. I had blocked this out of my mind until I was scrolling back through our jam session archives. And then it still is really upsetting and ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the thing that's also amazing is that, like, this, I think we've just moved on. Jeff Bezos is no longer the richest man in the world as a result of his divorce. He got knocked down on some of this year's lists. But him and Lauren Sanchez still together. We have sort of moved on, or we've just accepted it. This ultimately did not have any consequences for him, which honestly, as I think, putting aside some very complicated Jeff Bezos feelings, sure, is correct. He these messages were obtained illegally. 
And people sure were. have the right to privacy and to texting weird things. So the fact that they confronted the, was it the Inquirer who published it? The Inquirer, yeah. Confronted the Inquirer, stayed together, and are doing what they need to do is on its face. It's a good thing. It's, it makes it easier to enjoy it. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is the whole Jeff Bezos running Amazon situation, which is more complicated. Yeah, let's, let's not get into okay. that on this podcast. Yeah. On, on February 7th, he posted on Medium in response to David Packer, who owns the National Enquirer. And that was about a month after the actual text, which which I think came to light on January 10th. Mm-hmm. And it just was a hell of a way to start this year. It, it, fantastic. Great stuff. And then they spent, they were very present in yacht season all summer long. Like, they're like an out-and-about couple. There's no hiding. There's no shame here. I kind of admire it. It's pretty much the only thing that I admire. And even there, I only admire it because they were put in a difficult situation and and also had some kind of embarrassing private things shared and sure. and, and soldiered through. Yes. It's, that's really the only context in which I would use the word admire with respect to them. But a live girl, it's really a, quite a turn of phrase. I know. And... He specifically said, in case you don't remember, he texted. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Here's what he said. I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I am in love with you. I love you, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. I love you, alive girl. That's what he said. Unbelievable. I still don't really get it. Do you? No. I don't really think that he's a wordsmith. I think both professionally and in the context of the words you just read. I don't think poetry is Jeff Bezos' calling. Though, I, you know, it's his memorable. Medium, his Medium post was pretty well written. That's true. Do you think he wrote it himself? He probably had someone work on it with him. But, <laughs> I was going to say. But it, still, it was it was good. I think he gave some notes. but Sure. Uh, it was well done, though. Just a real mic drop. And ever since, we've moved on from the scandal. Mm-hmm. And I presume it continues to be litigated. One would, one would think. Lots of litigation in 2019 for yes. Jeff Bezos, including divorce litigation. Okie dokie. Next, we have Jordan Woods with Red Table Talk. And thank you to Jordan Woods for making this relevant once again by going back on Red Table Talk this month to do a lie detector test. She made good on her word. Red Table Talk has been much longer than this past year, but it really came came to the front for me in 2019. And I think it's like, it's just, um, it's representative of so many things, I think. Just, like, alternative ways that people get their own message out, different types of talk shows that are popular, the, different, the power of different formats, the fact that Facebook Watch is still a thing. There's just so much wrapped up into the Jordan Woods Red Table Talk. And I honestly, like, have thought, not infrequently, just about how sad she seemed when she did that interview. She was definitely sad. I have thought a lot about how in control of the narrative she was while seeming sad. It's a tremendous celebrity performance. In addition, but from both Jordan Woods and Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. What a what a queen. And you know that you are being f- manipulated in real time, yeah. but the way that they are manipulating them is it, the situation is so expert. And as you pointed out at the time, watching them go up against the Kardashians who are thus far kind of the experts, like the the pinnacle of manipulating the media and situations to their needs, was just kind of fascinating and gripping. And 
I have thought so much about it. I have also thought so much about the three-minute Will Smith introduction video. The escape. When he, he calls in from the set of Bad Boys 3 to just give, like, a, I love you, I believe in you. I have reenacted this speech to so many people who do not care in 2019, but it's remarkable. It, yeah, he he really is. Like, as a family, they are just, like, just all, all their foot, their fingerprints are all over this year. Yeah, and they have also, as a family, each person individually have updated so well to social media. I yeah. mean, obviously, the Facebook Watch. This is a wildly successful show. Wildly so, yeah, like millions and millions of views. And then Will Smith obviously is just the king of Instagram and TikTok, and um, is really his movies don't work anymore. But his so he has reinvented himself as a very capable social media person, which is how you extend your brand and make people aware of you in 2019. One one thing that just occurred to me as you were talking is I think this is the least Kardashian heavy year of the decade that I can think of. I think that's true. I think part of it is that you and I chose not to be a part of it, right? Um, well, like, what were the events we opted out of in the Kardashian world this year? There were no major, no major cheating scandals. There was well, Kylie, that's and, true, and and try. I think we just opted out of the Kylie narrative. But I don't think she. I guess that's true. She was named a billionaire this year, so that's a pretty big. And deal. And there was the whole rise and shine thing, right? And I really did enjoy the video of Stormy snowboarding. So, but there's been like a that's lot of true. kid stuff. There's just maybe it's at least Kim year then. Although she had and she had her skim scandal where she where she initially called kimono right and there was also I guess the law degree has been an ongoing thing right but I think part of that was this year as well right I think that part of it is you and I opted out and it was also possible to opt out right this year for the first time because other people have figured out how to flood the zone in the same way that the Kardashians have. And yeah. they're like, I think the Kardashians kind of wrote the playbook to an extent and are still doing it um, as well, if not better than everyone else. But increasingly, you can just, like, pick your own path. Yeah. I mean, I did mute Kardashian and Jenner on Twitter. Yeah, so there that you go. That helps a lot. And I really stopped reading the Daily Mail as a result of my ad blocker issue. Well, I feel like this is just a new year, new you for 2020. That's, Who am I? It's very exciting. Truly shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think also the Jordan Woods thing, just to bring it back, it's like people are starting to puncture the Kardashian bubble. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have throughout. Like, that, that's been a family that just has scandal after scandal and then figures out how to to turn it around. But Jordan Woods being on on Facebook using all of the Kardashian power against them is one example of them trying to having to share their right. their monopoly a bit more. Kendall was on court in this week with Harry Styles and Kim Jenner made an appearance. Kim Chris Jenner made an appearance as well. Well, good for Chris Jenner for inserting herself into everything she can still and always. I will say one of my least favorite paparazzi photos of the year was um the one of or a couple weeks ago from Art Basel of Kendall Jenner reading a book, but also like posing, like just these really staged reading photos. Oh, that's right. She's wearing a bikini in Miami. And it just, I was just like, nope, this is trash. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) Let's move on. Red Table Talk, we love you. Um, Number three, Constance Wu being pissed her show got picked up. She, uh, there was an announcement on social media that her show, Fresh from the Boat, was picked up for the next season. And uh, she responded, not well. She wasn't happy about it. This is a real classic, and I, this was the one where we were shocked to learn it's 2019 yeah, because shocked. it felt like it had been a part of us for and so long. It was in May, in fact. <laughs> yes. It was not that long ago. <laughs> so this is just a real 
this is a classic screw up. Like if the if a live girl is invasion of privacy, which it was, and kind of exposing uh, something about someone that you never expected to find out, and if Jordan Woods is kind of like seizing the the mechanism of celebrity and using it to her advantage, then this is just someone screwing up in public, which is a really underrated celebrity moment. It's so good. So she starts t- responding to tweets. And on Instagram, being like, fuck, I'm so upset. And it's not just like she thinks she's DMing someone on Twitter. She's on two different platforms. This yes. is an intentional thing where she's, she's opening commenting. She's opening multiple apps to be like, I am displeased that I am going to have work for another six months. So that alone was phenomenal. And then we have to talk about the statement that she released a day later. Notes app, baby. Notes app. So she posted a notes app picture, but uh, the the tweet that went with the notes app apology was, these words are my truth. I hope you hear them, which I personally have not been using in my life as much as I should have. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm going to try to reincorporate that in 2020. But it's a, it, this whole statement is a very long, very confusing attempt to justify uh, her response as an artist. And then it ends with the the all-time don't do this amazing mistake of I'll read the last two sentences. I appreciate those who have given me the space and faith to believe what I say about both parts of my heart. Thank you. It's meaningful when you make the choice to believe women. <laughs> so fucked up. Constance Wu, no. Just so messed up. Yeah. I, I don't know why she needed to do that. And she needs Jeff Bezos's ghostwriter to help her next time. <laughs> But just an absolute bummer. Yeah, this didn't really work out for her. I mean, she obviously did star in Hustlers, which did very well. But I think... Despite her, almost. People are talking about every single part of Hustlers except for Constance Wu. She was... Yeah, I also was distracted by the bangs, which were really not mm-hmm. her fault. But I really didn't care for her ba- her character's bangs yeah. in that film. And then I believe that more recently, Constance Wu got her wish and Fresh Off the Boat was, was canceled. Yeah, was canceled after this season that she didn't want to participate in. So a happy ending, I guess. She does have some movies coming. She's like she's like quite a full dance card, I believe. Yeah, I think she'll continue to be very successful. Yeah. And probably have people still, I think, like whisper at how everyone thinks she sucks and no one likes her. Yeah. And I and and typically those rumors are sexist and unfair. And they may even be sexist and unfair in this case, but she did also give us very public evidence to the fact that she can be difficult or uh not go along with conventional norms about getting jobs. We forgot to mention how Gemma Chan relished all of this. Her, oh, yeah. her co-star <laughs> from Crazy Rich Asians. If there's more evidence that, in fact, Constance Wu does mm-hmm. suck and is disliked, it's from her co-star Gemma Chan, who was, like, subtweeting her yeah. and, like, just really enjoying yeah. all that. I would like more Gemma Chan in, in 2020. I think that's possible for you. Isn't she in another Marvel movie? Yeah. She's also, like, really— She's, like, internationally famous. Like, I, I feel like I'm I'm just behind. Okay. So I, I need to pick up my Gemma Chan okay. consumption, essentially. But yeah, she's in Internals, which has— um, There you go. Angelina Jolie and and uh, What Jeff an exciting Mel. 2020 for you. No Daily Mail and lots of Gemma Chan. The Eternals. Who knew I was taking a turn towards Marvel? <laughs> but here I am, Amanda. Okie dokie. Number two. My favorite photo of the year. The the no. greatest paparazzi photos, no question. The opposite of Kendall Jenner reading a book on a boat in Miami in fall is Bradley Cooper and Oprah Winfrey and Gail King and Katy Perry walking in a line looking like lame tourists in a random island off of Italy 
before they get back onto the yacht of Barry Diller, the Eos. It's just absolutely incredible. So I want to clarify that your favorite photos are the photos when they're just walking they're on walking. a pier, looking at them. And it's not when Katy Perry is attempting to get, the boat. get on the ro- the motorboat that will take her back to the yacht and no one is helping her. Correct. Okay. It's when they're walking in line. Bradley Cooper's leading the way. Mm-hmm. They're like... And Bradley all, Cooper also has like the, the sunscreen. Zinc, yeah, the zinc, the zinc on his nose. And Katy Perry, they all just look like tourists who didn't really pack properly and didn't really think about exactly what they are going to need and how to make it work with the clothes that they had with them. But these are like four extremely famous and rich people. So presumably they're happy and comfortable, you know? They like what they're doing and they don't feel that now they're sure they need to get a new outfit, which like I would definitely do. I'd be like, where's the closest place where I can buy essentially disposable clothing? And they all just seem like they're having a great time. They're kind of actually stoic. I wouldn't even say they're, like, look happy. They're just sort of, like, going with it. And it sort of reminds me of, like, the adult version of the Lizzie McGuire movie tour of Rome. I have no, Can you explain that reference? Um, have you seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? I haven't. Oh, my God. They go to Rome, and they do a lot of, like, group touring around okay. these, these eighth graders. And <laughs> um, Is it actually filmed in Rome? Yeah. Wow. Shout out to the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah. Okay. Kaya, have you seen it? Yeah, I love that movie. It's a great, it's a great movie. Okay. It's I, really great. It doesn't hold up though because she's thirteen and starts okay. dating like a yeah, twenty-something pop star. It's all weird, but it's really great movie. <laughs> I missed the Lizzie McGuire train, but I do like Rome and movies set there. Yeah, it's really good. They go to the Trevi Fountain. And there's like it's just very. It's funny. It's okay. it's a good movie. Um, anyway, those are just some phenomenal, phenomenal photos. The, the, the greatest photo set I can think of. I do just want to spare one more moment for my favorite part of the Katy Perry trying to get on a yacht photos where Oprah is just, like, sitting on the other side of the boat, like, not having anything to do with Barely it. Barely helping. Bradley Cooper is, like, sort of helping. And then Katy Perry's fiancé, Orlando Bloom, is just stage left swimming by himself and doing nothing. Incredible. <laughs> He's just like, good luck. I, K- Katie, I'll see you when I see you. Get on the boat or really something. Good. The other the other thing about those photos is, like, none of them are wearing sandals, but they don't get onto the boat, the dinghies, like, from a pier. So they're, like, on rocks, and, like, presumably their feet are getting, like, at least a little wet. And they're just, like, their sneakers are just getting wet. Yeah, though, the rocky terrain with sandals would be tough. Like, yeah. are, do you want them to be wearing the little water socks? You'd have to be wearing, like, teva, like sturdy Tevas, which I, also would be a bad look. But they all looked bad anyway. I don't want to see—I don't want my celebrities wearing Tevas or aqua socks. I don't want to be wearing aqua socks. Um, aqua socks, definitely not. I mean, I don't like either. I do think, like, like there's a very small sliver of people who think Tevas with socks is in. It's not. It's really rough. Tevas are in and sandals with socks are in, but Tevas and socks is combining two trends into one not trend. Roger Koenig of Vampire Weekend has been rocking that on tour quite a bit, and that's 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 how I know about this at all. Sure. When you <laughs> are the frontman of Vampire Weekend, you can also do that. Until then, please don't. Thank you. Brief aside, on yeah. that note, I think for the first time ever, Rashida Jones acknowledged that she's dating him this week on James Corden. Like, really? she talked about her boyfriend. They're like, your boyfriend's performing. She was like, yeah, he's nervous. It was like, it was really weird. Very noteworthy. That's all. They do have a child together. Yes. Yeah. So I guess they have to talk about it slightly. Yeah. I just, it was, I was like, whoa, Anthony Anderson getting the scoop as he guest hosts on Corbin. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that was also just the apotheosis of yacht season for me. It was true. Phenomenal. It was my favorite moment of a really robust yacht season this year. Even though it was not Rising Sun. No, it was the EOS Barry Diller's ship. And it was also in the wake of the like the Google Climate Change Summit that everyone took a private yacht or 
Florida plane to attend. Yes, including like, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, I think this was like right. This this was right after they were all. That's why they were all together essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say I want to nominate worst dress of this group. It's got to got to be Katy Perry. Close second is Gail King. Katy Perry, but like she doesn't look bad because she's Katy Perry, you know. But she's wearing like a matching shirt and short set that's yellow and striped. She just looks extremely American. I like a matching set. At least she's on vacation, you know? Totally. I also like short blonde hair, Katy Perry. She seems to be living a nice life, except she and Orlando Bloom apparently postponed their wedding. Oh, no. Why? Yeah. I, it, reasons were not disclosed. Oh, dear. I don't know. I, I want whatever Katy Perry wants I worry. for Katy Perry. I worry. Maybe she was pissed he didn't help her into the boat. I bet that's it. <laughs> Okie dokie. And finally, our top celebrity moment phenomenon of the year. Amanda, I give you the honors. It's dot, 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 dot. Rebecca Vardy's a cap. <laughs> what a joy this was. So this was the feud between the two British wags, Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy, that turned into a sort of Colleen Rooney as the wag at the Christie, as private detective, <laughs> exposing the alleged bad social media practices of her fellow wag, Rebecca Vardy. And there are a couple reasons that this is the best moment of the year, for me at least. And I can I speak for you in this case? Mine's the pictures, but I support you. Okay, thank you. There are no losers in this. They're just, everyone is uh, rich and is going to be fine. And the stakes are just basically nothing. So you don't have to feel bad. Sure. Even with the paparazzi photos, which there aren't really any losers in that. Those people are all like unbelievably wealthy and just, you know, we're at a climate change thing and are just going to be on yachts for the rest of their lives. But they're paparazzi photos. Sure. You know, you're like, a little bit invading your privacy. Colleen Rooney posted this wonderful note to Instagram herself. She went public and she went public accusing someone else whose profession is basically getting attention. Sure. It's two people who's who make money off of us talking about them on podcasts and in newspapers and on social media, fueling that fire. So I don't feel at all guilty about it. That's the number one reason it's great. Number two, I got to tell you, best kicker I've seen in 2019. <laughs> the writing here is tremendous. Please read it. I just read it. Oh. But, you know, the, the, the entire statement, it just really, it sets this scene. It sets the—it really builds the tension. Sure. Great sense of pacing. It's to the point. And it's also, like, it's a pretty convoluted scheme. She was like, okay, I have a private account. I noticed that uh, a lot of the stories were making it to the papers, so I set everything private except for one person, and then these three stories. You know, it's kind of convoluted, but she manages to explain it clearly. Sure. And then at the very end, the big reveal— it's Rebecca Vardy's account. <laughs> Tremendous. I think it's also an example of the uh, subject matter really f- uh, fitting the medium, mm-hmm. both in terms of the way it was presented and then also how it was, like, you know, reported, term used loosely, in the British tabloids, <laughs> essentially. Like, the sensational language of the Daily Mail is perfectly suited for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the all, like the putting one word in all caps— and just and giving a few different sentence fragments. It all just fit together really well. It was gleeful. Yeah, they are both, Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy, are both creations of the tabloids and celebrity culture, but like participants and consumers of yeah. celebrity culture. It was like, they, they're of us, even though they're much richer than us and having ridiculous feuds in public. I'd love an update on them. We need like a, 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 a Christmas special on what's up with them. I would be so excited if they had like a Christmas, <laughs> like peacemaking thing. 
there's no major Christmas specials in my life this year. It's a real bummer. You really? Know? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the Brits are distracted with some other things right now. Yeah, and, like, there's no, like, Downton Abbey Christmas special. There's no Black Mirror Christmas special, that kind of thing. Yeah. I I love that phenomenon, but alas. Maybe next year. Yeah. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, any um Anything that you want to mention as an honorable mention on your own list? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I have a couple. Okay. One was the clip of Billy Eichner mm. uh, practicing what he was going to say before he met Meghan Markle at the Lion King premiere in London. Great year of Billy Eichner. Great year of Billy Eichner. It's also, we spent a lot of time talking about Meghan Markle, who had a, a very tough year. But this was a very pure moment that was very funny. And also, I related so much because he's very nervous. He's like, should, what should I call her? How should I do this? Oh, he's doing this. It's just like very, it, it was like my own uh in my head of what I would do and very charming and he reported after that they discussed Northwestern University and their (laughs) acting teachers which I would be remiss not to mention as a fellow Northwestern University alum there you go Uh, so I really enjoyed that I really had a great time with the U.S. Women's National Team Mm. uh, locker room celebrations yeah the just kind of the, the basically a week of celebrating winning the the World Cup the parade day was wild too all of it just really really great content happy for all of them and then I'm just glad to have Billy Credit back in my life personally. <laughs> that's that's he, where I am. He's back, baby. Yeah. Do you have any personal? Um, no, I'm saving all of mine for my my decade okay. honorable mentions. Okay. All right, Amanda. Lastly, let's talk about some things we'd like to leave behind this year. You go first. This is sort of like a wish them well, except there's one <laughs> person on this list that I don't wish well, and I'll specify when we get to it. I, this is number one. I do wish them well. Zoe Deschanel and the Property Brother mm. don't care, have never cared. Pretty sure it's Jonathan, just for clarification. I don't, I don't know which one it is. It's the one who's the contractor, not the real estate agent. Okay, they show up on red carpets all the time. What, what are we doing? I would say a celebrity culture low was when they staged their photos across the street from the Grove <laughs> on a random block in Los Angeles. And sorry, not the Grove, the Century City Mall. Okay, even weirder. Yeah. I just, I I don't need the updates. And I don't need all these people who don't actually care about celebrities or pay mm-hmm. attention to it. Suddenly, like, having random fits. But like, can you believe that Zoe Deschanel is dating a property brother? This is so amazing. No, it's not. It's boring. They both want publicity. Please I go know. away. It's not Stop that interesting. Stop giving it to them. No one cares. It's not that interesting. Okay. I agree. I wish them well, but no one cares. Yeah. Do you have do you have one? Or? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Let's, uh, this is let's my, ride this wave. This is my good riddance. No wishing well. Uh, Megan McCain, ma'am, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Ma'am, it's a Wendy's. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. I learned about that this year. Thank you so much. (laughs) I don't want those clips retweeted into my feeds. I I just, I don't want to hear her opinion anymore. Thanks, goodbye. She's just like, it's just an absolute no. No, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Yes. Pete Davidson and whoever you're dating. (laughs) I wish you well. I wish your girlfriend of the moment well. I actually, and that's like genuine. That's, I I want health and happiness. And I hope that the movie that you're making with Judd Apatow is good. I look forward to seeing it. I just, I don't need the updates every five minutes. I'm good. Yeah. That, that was a 2019 thing that happened. And we all lived through it. And I even enjoyed parts of it. And now we're done. Yeah. We're moving on from you. New year, new me. I have another couple that I'd like to leave behind. Okay. Individually, I accept their their output. Mm-hmm. But, like, the phenomenon of Shawn Mendes dating Camila Cabello. Yeah. Yes, that's a good one. I'm done there. I'm done. No more. Please, no performances together. 
their, their song, Senorita, really popular, fine. I accept the music. I like both of their music, in fact. I liked her appearance on Casey Musgraves' Christmas special. Charming. However, as a couple that's trying to, like, sell themselves together, I have absolutely no interest, and I just hope to leave that behind. I agree with this entirely. And, like, it's just such a sham. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And even if they do really like each other, then they are really dating, which is possible. They overdo it for cameras so much that I I just, like, I I absolutely— don't want to see another photo of them courtside making out literally ever again. We would like to be excluded from this narrative. Yes. There we go. <laughs> exactly. There we go. That's my, that's like really my number one. I also kind of feel like non-famous Instagram aspiring people who are friends with celebrities, I'm also just like not that interested in. Like, for example, Kylie Jenner's replacement of Jordan Woods. Stassi something came into my life via making out with Tyler Cameron and at Hyde and at at a Rams game. But like, and then, and then, and then I learned all this stuff about her. Rams game. That's NFL, right? Yeah. That doesn't really seem like a great make out location, but keep it moving. Yeah. I'm just sort of like, I don't want to know who you are. So like the celebrity adjacent friends, like friends of celebrities who are like not even famous for anything significant, like Lucas Haas, I accept you. But like the Stassi gal, Absolutely not. So members of the entourage, it's a no for you. The hangers on. Yes. Let's get rid of the entourage. Okay. They can attend, be with Kylie, but like, I don't want to know you. I'm, I am great with that. (laughs) I honestly don't know most of them. I didn't know who this person was until you just shared it with me. But I think some of that is also maybe we just have to stop clicking through on Instagram as much to the other things. You know, that's, that's for all of us. You're right. I have a, but but yeah, good goodbye to the goodbye to the entourage. Yeah. Wish you well. Won't be following you. Won't be buying products because of you. I agree. Okay, there we go. Farewell to you all. Anything you're gonna miss from 2019? Wow. I guess my youth. Um, <laughs> deep one. Yeah, absolute deep one. I fear that yacht season may never be as good again. Oh, because they got so much blowback. Yeah, and it was really good this past summer. As we discussed, it was really good this past summer. Right, between, like, the environment and everyone coming for the 1%. Yeah. Yeah. I would be—I mean, I really enjoyed that. I also felt like the way—remember we discussed Cannes Lions a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Lyon. I just feel like—I feel like the Mediterranean probably hit a real peak this summer, and I just wonder if we're moving on to new locales. I don't know. On that front, and and we've talked about this a lot— I don't know how much longer we're going to have the royal family. Right. And I don't know how much longer we, quote, should have the royal family, which, you know, we don't have to have an ethical conversation right now. It does not make sense in, like, a a modern world. Yeah. But I obviously have super enjoyed following that uh, problematic institution for a very long time. I kind of am also, I'm, like, at capacity with with the royal family personally right now. Yeah. Like, even for the Queen's uh, lunch that she had last week, like, I wanted to just see what face Andrew was making in the photos and, like, that was it. But I, I feel like we, in particular, like, tracked Harry and Meghan and Will and Kate and then, of course, Prince and- the Prince Andrew scandal so closely. I'm kind of like, and then I just love the crown, that I'm, like, ready for a pause, you know? Yeah. But I kind of think it's a pause that's going to lead into a, and now this is over. I mean, maybe Oof. they'll just become famous private citizens. Who we don't afford privacy to because— I don't understand their, their wealth. I'm just like, will your, will your land value translate forever? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's, like, a lot of reading that we could do if we wanted to. Oh, that sounds like a great project for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening all of 2019, dear listener. This has been really fun for us. It has. 
and through the highs and the lows of Prince Andrew and Meghan and Harry and all of them. And, of course, Brad. I would say those are the lows. And highs being Brad Pitt and Brad Jennifer Pitt. Lopez. I'll miss Brad Pitt because well, he won't be around as much in 2020. That's true. We got, like, six good weeks with yeah. the, the Oscars on February 9th. And and he has a new hat, which I'm really excited about. Oh, great. He's moved on from kind of the newsboy, the cap, to, like, um, it's like a flat-brimmed cowboy hat of sorts, which I actually prefer. So... That's nice. We'll have six weeks of that. But then he'll go away. So we'll enjoy it while we can. Okay. Great. We'll be back next week talking end of the decade. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> 